Hello, all. This is Blonde Haired Girl. So today, a TikTok came across my, my, I guess, For You page. And it, it was talking about, I guess she's some kind of a reverend. I'm not sure what kind. But she was saying, she's, she was saying, that we do not create our reality. <laughs> She's, and she basically said, just stop it because you are not creating your reality. She said, you are not creating gravity. You are not creating the war in the Middle East. Uh, she said that, that, that we, are, we are creating together and and we don't create what comes to us as spiritual curriculum. That's what she said. <laughs> she just she just basically spat in the face of everything that I have learned in the last three and a half years. <laughs> it was very interesting. <clears throat> and in some ways, based on my experience, I think in some ways she may be correct. Because I have talked over and over and over again to, in ridiculous amounts about how there's just been something missing for me in all this. There's been this missing piece And I can't, and I, and I, I can't quite exactly figure it out. Um, but, you know, God, and I guess, I guess, I mean, can these ideas coincide? You know, I'm always talking about kind of this idea of like chaos theory. Can we be the creators of our reality and not be the creators of our reality at the same time? Can both of these ideas actually be true? There are a lot of people who are talking about these ideas. There aren't a few people. There's a lot. And and have been, you know, in this this like science of mind. So you have like all of these theorists who have been talking on these issues and they talk on these issues because they experienced it. They, they went through this process of learning what works and then they write books and they talk about it and give lectures on these ideas about what works. So it's not like they're just talking out of nowhere. They're talking as somebody who has experienced this. And, but what she's talking about is something that I have been grappling with and trying to 
some things appear to come into my physicality very easily. And then some things seem to come into my physicality in a time frame that I'm not happy about. Just having to wait for this thing for longer. You know, and then I hear, you know, I get quotes on this all the time. Oh, well, if God is having you wait, then expect something bigger than what you would ask for. You know, all these all these little nuggets that are trying to placate us, trying to keep us satisfied in the moment. <laughs> so that we don't just completely lose it. But, you know... Like, especially like, like, and I'm in a fairly comfortable situation right now, but like, imagine, imagine how I felt when I wasn't, when I wasn't sure how I was gonna do it, but I, but it, it all came together and it all worked out and it was, it was, it worked out beautifully, but it was there were times where it was it was scary i wasn't really sure how it was going to work out and so i had this thing happen today and i know i know i know god it just seems really frivolous it's like i just can't even imagine that that you're you know, from, from another person's point of view, looking in, somebody like not being able to imagine this being of the consequence that it has been for me. But I knew that this was coming. I knew that there would come a day when this would happen. And it's something that I just don't understand is why, and it, it probably has, you know, somebody had said to me today, you know, it all has to do with money, and I think that's true. But, you know, it's like as soon as I fall in love with the shade of lipstick, they discontinue it, you know. But, so t- today, I... um I was reaching in, I had gone to the farmer's market and I was coming home and I was putting some things, I guess my eggs, I was putting my eggs in the refrigerator and I bent over and my head smushed the side of the refrigerator and I broke my glasses. And these glasses were very important to me. I had broke them a time before, um, I guess in somewhat a similar fashion. And I, I had originally bought the glasses at Costco. Actually, somebody had purchased them for me. And I put these glasses on and they were just, I just loved them. I loved these glasses. They were like magic. They they were just like the perfect pair of glasses for me. And I had gotten them in like transition. So they were sunglasses and they were, they're a prescription. I have to wear glasses at this point um, to see far and to see close and to see mid-range. 
I mean, I can see, but things are quite blurry. Like I can't, I can't see some stuff when I don't have my glasses on. Faces are kind of blurry is what I'm, what I'm trying to say without my glasses on. But so, (laughs) so I, uh, and so I get in this sense of dread. So I, I, I break my glasses and I'm just kind of sitting there. I'm like, what am I going to do? And so I, I go over to the Lynn Crafter, Crafters in the town I live in, which is the only place that I, um, the only place that I have my glasses. It has my favorite doc, eye doctor and everything. And, um, and the guy tells me, no, these cannot be repaired. They can't be repaired. Um, so, and I forgot to tell y'all. Okay. So I broke them another time in the same manner. And I had the first time I had only had these glasses for maybe a year at the most. I don't even think it was a year. It was probably like nine months and I break them. And I happened to be with my mother at the time. And we went to a Costco in Phoenix where my mother lived. And and the person put on a, a like, I don't know what you call them, an, an arm or whatever, and and I keep breaking them on the right side. I don't know what that means. And 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 she put on this this arm from a different pair of glasses just to get me through until I could figure this out. So at the time the glasses were not out of stock. So I immediately got online and charged because I didn't have the money to buy them. <laughs> I charged a pair of of glasses. And so, and I get them. And then it's just like the weirdest thing. So I get my new glasses and I, I need to have the lenses switched out from the old glasses to the new glasses. And, and I go into my work and my, my, one of my workmates says, oh, my daughter works over at this place in town. So I drive over there and she immediately switches the lenses from from the old to the new glasses. And I mean, it was just weird. I'd like the, how it all worked out. It was just like, <laughs> it was just so weird how it worked out. But I have looked and looked and looked and looked and looked, and I cannot find these glasses. They just don't sell them anymore. They don't. And I, and I really don't understand that. I don't understand what difference it makes. Like why, why they have to come out with new glasses. You know, why every year, because one of the people told me today they come out with new glasses every year. Like why do they have to do that? Why can't they come out with the new but keep the old? You know, I I just, especially when somebody falls in love with them and somebody, they're my signature glasses. So I'm I'm standing in the lens crafters and I'm trying on all these other different kinds and I'm like, no, 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 no. 
I mean, these ones are very special. They, um, they're made out of metal, um, and they're thin and they're light and they, and they, um, they have this sweetest thing. They have these polka dots on the inside of them. Um, they're not, they weren't excessively expensive. I mean, they really weren't, but so today I went on online and I, I mean, I tried to go to the place that I had found them in town because not everybody carries these glasses. So I, <laughs> I bought a pair online and I've made an appointment at my, my eye doctor. So I made an eye appointment for a checkup. Because they won't, your prescription only lasts a certain amount of time. And then you have to go back to the doctor to get another prescription. And then I asked the guy, I said, so how much are these going to cost me if I'm not um, insured? It's like they're $350 for the lenses. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? And it's like, yeah, no, $350 for my lenses um, to get them without, um, and so it's gotta be done, but these new ones are slightly different than the old ones, but hopefully they'll be okay. Um, they actually have the polka dots on the outside, um, which looked like a really cute little feature. And, um, and so it just is what it is, is what I'm saying. It's like, it is what it is. So I got, I got to pay, pay up. <laughs> so I call up my doctor and I, I mean, my daughter, I call up my daughter today and like, I'm just like nearly in tears. I know this sounds so silly. I know how silly this sounds, but these glasses were incredibly important to me. I, I, I mean, I put them on and it was just like the weirdest effect. It was like I was like a different person. And and they kind of they kind of in some ways kind of shield me from the world. They they I, I don't know how to describe it and I don't even know like the truth of anything that I'm saying right now that um, so I call up my dot, my, you know, and I'm, I'm talking to her and she's like, well, mom, maybe this is blonde haired girl 2.0. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing where sometimes I, I fall asleep. And I wake up different. Just say, like, just different. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just, I feel different. I just, I just feel like a different version of myself. Like, I, I don't, I don't even know exactly how to describe it. But <laughs> I, and these glasses kind of have, have, you know, I, I've created this entire character, you know, around, 
you know, and, and for, for my newer, for my newer, um, listeners, it's like, where did blonde haired girl come from? And everything that I do is inspired. It's kind of, it just comes to me like, like it's as if it's coming from outside of me. It's like, it's not something that I believe that I came up with. I was inspired and it came up years ago. Uh, I used to, and I still do, but I don't, at, at this point in my life, I don't have as much of a preoccupation with trying to do anything about this. But for years, I, I would see like these pictures in my brain of, of a scenario or a, 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 an idea. So I would see this like picture of an idea and, and then I wish that I was a good artist so that I could draw it. And I had had this, I, I was, I was, kind of de- developing because I, I knew that I was going to be writing. I just didn't know what I was going to be writing about. I I had been writing about kind of like these little, I don't know, these little ideas on human nature, things that I just saw, things that I felt about, about what I saw in my life. And, and then I came across these books um, I'm reaching over to grab one of them so I can say this properly. Um, I found these books at my local um, bookstore called um, The Tiny Book. It's called The Tiny Book by Joseph Gordon Lewitt, love it, L- love, love it, <laughs> Joseph Gordon, love it. I think I'm not sure how to say his name properly, but these these books, he has three of them that he he published through his publishing company called Fifty Fifty, where people send in and and they publish these books, um. And it's 50-50, they keep 50% and then they give the person who actually wrote it 50%. And these books are filled with drawings. And some of them don't have any words and some of them have just like one statement or a couple of statements and that's it. And I loved this genre. I loved this genre of writing. I, and I love essays and I, I, um, and so, and then at the same time, I had seen this Charlie Brown episode (laughs) where he fell in love with the little red haired girl. And it was just the sweetest thing ever. And, and so I, changed the name to the little blonde haired girl and 
I'm not a little girl, so I changed it to blonde haired girl. And so blonde haired girl was created years before I I took on this name and started a YouTube and started podcasting and wrote books under the name blonde haired girl. <laughs> before this like create like this this um character was created which is me <laughs> and it's kind of it's like I don't know I don't don't even ask me like why it's just bizarre like in some ways like um but it's kind of cool like it's sort of like my my um I don't know. I don't even know the right the right term to use. Like my alter self is blonde hair girl. <laughs> so <laughs> So I had I had fallen asleep earlier this evening. I was watching a movie and I I fell asleep and then I woke up and I was just I just I just couldn't stop laughing. It just it just felt like everything was just funny, like and silly and 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 I got to to thinking about this idea that came to me. <laughs> so I had gone through this horrible breakup. And I was talking to God about it. Because I just was like, you know, I'm completely unsatisfied with the ending of this story. Like, this really sucks. Like, so bad. Like, it's like, you know, I I had been single and I had been waiting and I, you know, six and a half years, I meet this person that, like, I really think this guy is it. I get into this thing, you know, and then it crashes and bombs and then, like, no sooner... You know, and, and, and I, and I, and just by his propensities, I just knew that he would get involved with somebody right away. I just knew it just because of his propensities, kind of how he was. And, and I knew that that would just be the end for me, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to get over that, but that doesn't even matter. And so I'm, I'm, at this point, I'm like meditating like about a couple of hours a day. So I'm in this meditative stance and I'm talking to God. And I'm just saying, you know, I'm totally unsatisfied with this ending. And as I, I really want my Thomas Crown affair. Like, if you're going to talk about the ending of a movie or the ending or beginning of a love affair or whatever, it's like I wanted the Thomas Crown affair. I absolutely loved that movie with, 
with Renee Rousseau and, um, oh God, I'm not going to be able to remember his name right now. Um, I can see his face, but I can't remember his name. Bruce, um, Rosden. Oh God, is that his name? Oh God, I can't remember his name. Pierce, Pierce Brosden. <laughs> I'm probably not saying his name right still, but it's Pierce Brosden. And Renee Rousseau played an updated version of the Thomas Crown Affair that came out in like 99. So it's been 20 years since this movie came out, but I absolutely loved this movie. And the characters were were so like well matched and it was just so incredibly like classy and and just beautiful just beautiful and there was art and like the music and everything and it was just this amazing movie <laughs> okay so I'm talking to God and I'm like telling him you know and I, I actually had the soundtrack I bought I have the soundtrack in a CD but I also have the soundtrack on my Spotify a playlist and so like within like I'm gonna say days like maybe even the next day I meet my friend at the farmer's market and I'm leaving the farmer's market and I look over and, and there is at the time he was still my husband there is my husband's car okay like and I, and I walk over and he and he gets out of the car and this Amazon, this woman, I'm sorry, I call her the Amazon woman. It's, I guess it's unkind. But anyway, they look completely mismatched to me. Like I, but he gets out of the car and, and I don't even want to talk about that so much, but he's clearly with this other person. So I get in my car and, and I meet my friend at the square because they have these like, fairs on the square so I go over there and I'm just still I'm just stunned I'm just so completely stunned about what had just happened <laughs> and I'm I'm standing there and I'm like am I hearing this and there is this saxophone playing the music windmills of my mind from the Thomas Crown Affair. <laughs> it's like, I can't even make this stuff up. I mean, I just can't. I cannot make this stuff up. I just thought it was just... And so I just couldn't even cry. I just couldn't even be upset. I don't even think I lost any sleep over it. It was the most bizarre thing that whole scenario, something that generally speaking would have really upset me, but didn't really upset me that much because of how it went down and that I was completely taken care of by God, by source, by the universe. <laughs> but anyway, so just thinking about changing 
like, 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 from, like, tragedy to, like, a comedy. <laughs> and, and it's like, I, so I have this whole, like, love story in my head that I plan to write. I keep talking about this, and I have not been writing. I haven't. I have not been writing. I, you know, and it's like, maybe tomorrow. It's like, oh, God. Um, and it's not that I haven't been inspired per se. It's, I don't know. I just haven't been writing. I guess I've just been lazy or I've been choosing not to. I don't know what's going on with me, but I have this whole, this whole like love story that I really want to, to write and create. And I see all of these, the way that love has been put out it's like always like this struggle and like these arguments and these you know it's just it's like I just don't want that I mean why is just a really happy love story from beginning to end why is that like, why do we perceive that as boring? You know, because I, I started to think, you know, my mom had even said something to me because I told her that. I said, Mom, I, I'm planning to write this thing, you know, and she goes, well, you need to look up the outline for, you know, and there's like got to be this conflict. Why does there have to be this conflict and this thing to be solved and this, you know, and and I think... I think that the story that I have in my head, which is, which is, is that life is just not always a straight line. But it's not that there's all this fighting and this, you know, breaking up and getting, it's like, I don't want to be with somebody that there's any of that going on. I just don't want that. I don't want that in my life anymore. Like, and I don't know, I think that we have seen it everywhere. It's everywhere. And all of these, you know, they have some massive breakup. They have a big fight. They break up. And then, you know, sometimes they make up or sometimes they break up forever. You know, um, not to say that I think that that a relationship would not have any any conflict in it whatsoever. That's not what I'm talking about. But it's just like, can't you just talk? When stuff comes up, can't you just talk about it and move on? You know, I mean, if stuff comes up. I mean, I've, I've had relationships in my life that that. You know, like my friend with my one of my friends, like there hasn't been huge conflict. But the truth is I haven't spent enough time with her to actually because like sometimes when you spend a lot of time with somebody, you know, you can become irritating to them or they can become irritating to you. But I mean, like, really, does it have to be these dramatic, you know, I, I don't know. 
end, it just appears to be boring. Like, it just appears to be a boring story if it's not. Um, and so maybe maybe my, my book is going to be incredibly boring. <laughs> I don't think so, though. <laughs> I don't see it as boring. Um, but anyway, so, like, so, and it's, like, just, so getting back to this idea that we don't create our reality, you know, this person and her, this is what she contends, she contends that we do not create our reality. So she would say that there is this reality that is outside of ourselves, and that we are, it is just sort of coming at us, and we are in some ways, she didn't word it this way, but but she did say that we cannot control what comes to us, the spiritual curriculum. That is what she said. Those are her words, spiritual curriculum. And and I actually, I I don't necessarily believe that, even that. You know, like when I hear, you know, people, you know, God had this happen for this reason. And I don't, I don't believe that that is true. Like, I don't believe that, that, like, I don't know how to describe this. I think that, that God is, 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 is objective as like the light of the sun, It, 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 it's just this, this creative source, this creative, um, in and of itself, that life in us as, as an aspect, as, as the created, that it's just this even, and, and it's not like God is like orchestrating or, or, you know, something, you know, to give us a curveball for our growth. I don't, I don't believe that life is just a, a series of lessons. I really don't. I mean, I'm not saying this is true. I'm just saying this is my own theory. I think that we are just here to experience life and we learn from that. We learn, you know, we learn what to trust, who to trust. We, you know, we, we just learn from living and interacting with other people. And, and this feels better than that. I have a better outcome from this than from that. But it's not that God is, is, putting this lesson in front of us for us to, you know, learn our lesson. And I'm not even saying this is true. This is just a theory of mine. But when when the theorists are talking about the other people talking about us creating our reality, 
they're they're um what they're talking about is 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 our thoughts. They're talking about our prevailing thoughts, what our prevailing thoughts are in our brain. All day, every day. These these underlying beliefs that a lot of times we are not aware of. You know, like just giving an example from what I was just talking about, that that relationships are a struggle. Okay, so if I have the prevailing thought that relationships are a struggle, then I create that in my life. I create relationships that are a struggle. And they're all a struggle because of my belief about it. And I mean, I can't I can't say that I have I've recently been thinking about my glasses in this manner, but I can tell you that it has graced my mind. The, you know, it's almost as if I should have two pairs of these made, which would cost me a whole, whole, whole lot of money. But it might be worth it for me to get a couple of pairs so that I have an extra one. Because like I had this thought, like the last event that I went to, you know, I, I, you know, had this thought about something with my glasses. And then like, there was this one point where I had stood up and they had been in my lap and this person, this really nice young man that was sitting next to me, handed them to me, said, you dropped these. You don't want to step on these. And it's like, yeah, you're right. Thank you. But I feel like in some ways, I mean, it was inevitable that these glasses were going to wear out. I mean, glasses are not meant to to be forever, but gosh, it makes me, you know. So in some ways, I sort of created that scenario. I mean, if not, then we are all victims of just happenstance and we and we have no and I and I know that that's not true. <clears throat> so I had talked to a friend of mine like a couple days ago. She called me. I hadn't talked to her in a while. I hadn't talked to her since I got back from my last event and I and I you know was was talking to her about the event and the meditations and you know I was just really sharing my experience with her and 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 then she shares with me one thing that happened with her over the last you know couple months and I was thinking about how they were so dichotomous, like these two people living in these two different worlds. And her experience was absolutely horrible. And she has these like, like repeated horrible events in her life. 
And then you've got me, who I've got like these like really amazing things going on in my life. Had these like amazing meditations and these these like mind blowing experiences. You know, and then I had this recent wonderful thing happen where I had this interview, you know, and I may be featured in a magazine. I may, blonde hair girl, may be featured in a magazine. Like, this is like the coolest thing ever. And this, and I, and I know that this isn't me. This is me every single day laying the groundwork for what I'm focused on. So that I will experience joy in my life. Because I don't want these horrible events to happen in my life. Don't want the horrible event. And I was actually thinking about that today. When my glasses broke. Because... It was sort of a big deal for me. I know how ridiculous that sounds, but for me, it was kind of a, not like a huge hairy deal, but it was, and I was sitting there and I was, I was calming myself and I was just like, you know, it's going to be okay. I don't know how it's going to be okay. So I, I immediately went to the store, then I went to the other store and then I went home and then I realized that I had these old glasses. I had these old glasses that I had had my lenses taken out and put in the new glass. So I still had the old glasses that, and so I went, I went back and this really nice man put the old, put the new lenses in my old glasses. And, and so now, I mean, they're not perfect but I have a pair of glasses that are doable right now. And they'll hold me over until my new ones. I mean, so it's really worked out. It's really going to be okay. And, you know, and, and it's like, so do we believe it's going to work out? And And in the case of my friend, I have... I've just had these overwhelming feelings that I I don't want her to spend a whole lot of people time with these people. And it's not even just one. She has like a couple of people in her life that just have these interactions with her that are horrible. And so she is so into this this like in her brain and in her, her. And so they keep repeating. And part of it is her engagement in it, her attention to it. And it's like, it's like, don't engage with this person. So like she, she had called me the other night, like two months ago. And she was like, you know, this person, she was going out to have drinks with this person. And I just was like, I'm thinking, what are you doing? Why are you engaging with this person that makes you miserable more often than not? 
And then we're surprised when we have this horrible experience with this person. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing if you can't get away from this person, but she can. She is choosing to engage in both of these scenarios. She doesn't have to engage with these people. And so in this way, I believe that we do. I don't know that we have control over a lot of the big things that are going on, which I, I talk about sometime in my material, but I even say this. I've even said this, like even when I've been referring to these, the people who are out there who are f on the front line of trying to have us not not move to this really weird state where you're either vaccinated or you can't eat. You can't go to school. You can't get a job. You, you cannot function in society unless you have this vaccine. It's truly insanity. So you, but you have these certain people who are on the front line, you know, and then I say like, do we want to create this? Do I, can I somehow contribute to a different outcome by my refusal to focus on that. And so, so like one of the things I'm thinking is, okay, if I continue to focus on that, the, like just say like the, the vaccine mandate, if I continue to focus on that, am I feeding into that outcome? Or should I be focusing on the outcome that I want? And I'm contributing to that outcome. Because there's a whole lot of chaos. There's a whole lot of chaos on the planet. It's all over the place. I hear about, you know, Australia, New Zealand. Um, there's just chaos in a whole lot of countries. And, and... People are just acting crazy, governments. And we don't really know what this is. And, and it's all over the place. And there's like a ton of people who have gotten the vaccine who are getting COVID anyway. Even though they're vaccinated, they're still getting COVID. And so it's not necessarily a protection against COVID, like the whole thing, I, and I don't know enough about it and I don't understand it. And it's like, I choose to not focus on that. I do not want to add to the collective creation of that outcome. So can I focus on something else? But then am I putting my head in the sand? And am I going to wake up one day, you know, with that, that, that train is already going and, and there's no stopping it? But I don't even believe in that per se. Because like as soon as as soon as this this mandate came out for like the 4th of of January it's there's a stay. Like there there's been lawsuits and they're saying you can't do this. It's not lawful. It's against the constitution to force a, ma a vaccination on on the public. 
And so I'm not entirely sure the answers to this. <laughs> I do know that there there are times in my own process that I that I am not sure exactly what works, but let me say this and then I'm going to end this podcast. This will be my Sometimes I'm I decide that okay, so there's something coming up that I'm not sure that I'm going to like one way or another. There's like it, either this is going to happen or that, or, you know, there's also other options, but the ones that I can see, you know, okay, I can, I can either choose to be like really, 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 really unhappy in the process of, of waiting for this unfoldment, or I can choose to be like happy. I can like trust and just believe that everything's going to be okay. And what difference is it going to make? Except that I would in this process not be miserable. So like say I had a job interview and I'm waiting to hear if I got the job or not. And it's a job that I really, 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 really want. And I'm say I'm worried. And then, so then I think, okay, well, I can either be worried and upset or I can just be happy and enjoy my day and see what happens. And so I, I oftentimes I am able now to just enjoy my life, to just enjoy and just see what happens. So I make a choice for joy and trust that whether I get that job or I don't get that job is still going to be okay. It doesn't really matter that much because there's a reason. I may not know what the reason is, but I believe there's a reason when I don't get that job. It's all going to be okay. Even if the sky is falling, it's still going to be okay. Because we, either we are in, in the hands of benevolence or we're not. And I believe that we are in the hands of benevolence. And so it's all okay. <laughs> anyway. And on that note, I'm going to end this podcast. I appreciate you listening. And that's a wrap.